The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans. Hello and welcome back to Red Side of Trent, here to preview this weekend's game as Forest take on Bournemouth in a must-win for Nuno Espirito Santo, if he is the official manager to take over the recently sacked Steve Cooper. Joining me is Craig from Up the Cherries in All Departments podcast. Craig, thank you very much for joining me. How are you, mate? Yep, all good, mate, all good. And thank you for having me on. No problem. Uh, it's been a whirlwind of a day as I record this. Before yeah. before I had you on, uh, the, the news has come out. Steve Cooper has been sacked. I'll get more of your thoughts on that. Um, just want to talk to you about, obviously, the weekend's game, first of all, which was a awful thing in in, yeah. in a lot of respects for football fans and, and obviously, the players. Um, unfortunately, Tom Lockyer collapsed. Uh, thankfully, he's on the mend and is recovering, it seems, back in hospital. Um, what was your thoughts, obviously, being there in the ground? It must have been a really harrowing moment to be part of and, and something that you, you never really expect to see at a football match uh, ever, really. It's just... <sighs> It was chilling, and to be honest, I wanted to address it as well on the Saturday, but I was completely lost for words. I knew that we had to do something afterwards as well. Um, But going to that incident, you know, as soon as we realised it was Tom Lockyer, it was a bit a gasp breath because it was... We knew what he'd been through in the playoff final against Coventry for Luton and um, you know he is such a pivotal player in the side but um, it was a horrible thing to witness absolutely horrible thing to witness and the right decision was made be it 2-0 down 7-0 up um, you know football just has to take a second stage you know at that sort of situation Phil Billing, um, you know, a lot of Luton fans have actually been coming out and there's already, already before that game, there was always a very, very good relationship between Bournemouth and Luton. And that's probably down to the fact that back in 2008, Luton were on minus 30, we was on minus 17 and then Rotherham were also on minus 17. Um, so it was a horrible season. Um, but Eventually, it ended in us surviving. Luton, unfortunately, you know, with minus 30, could never get out of it. It, it was nigh on impossible. Um, 
but it was horrible to witness and i think it's brought fans together um you know it's good news that tom is doing a lot lot better now um you know the reports that you know things are positive um but we just wish him well and yeah i all my thoughts are with his friends family tom himself of course, the fans, the players, the staff, the management of Luton Town, because it was, it's one of those things that you, you go to football and very much like Christian Eriksen in Euro 2020, you never expect to see it. You never expect to see it. It's something that you never want to ever see. Um, and I think everybody in that in that cr- crowd was just shell shocked. It was, it's just horrible. But everybody was brought together by it, and let's just hope that Tom gets better. Um, and you know, we'll see where we go from there after that. Mm. I think you. I mean, happening it happening to him once is bad enough, but twice is just like, oh my goodness. Like I, I'm. I'm almost certain I think he he will probably retire on the back of this. I would I would be shocked if he continued. But what would you how would you say the mindset of the players might well be? Because obviously you being there, you mentioned Phil Billing. I you didn't quite finish your point on what Phil Billing did or anything. But oh um, yes, yeah, sorry, Phil yeah. Billing. Um, so <laughs> as soon as Tom Lockyer went down to ground, Phil Billing ran straight over to him. In fact, you know bit tongue-in-cheek I've never seen him move so fast um, <laughs> but you know what he did was so important and the Luton players you know and the fans and everybody's been giving him a lot of credit because hmm. um, what he did has potentially saved Tom Lockyer's life yeah um, you know he hasn't come out and said it what he exactly what he did on the pitch. I think he put him in the recovery position, checked for his tongue, that sort of thing. Um, I'm not a medical expert. And I don't think, from knowing Phil Billing, I've met him a couple of times, he's quite a, he's a confidence person. He doesn't normally, you know, portray a lot of confidence. But to do that, you know, in somebody's moment of need, show shows what good man he is mm. um and yeah i think i think the one thing i don't think he'll come out and say it um but i think he deserves a lot of credit um you know whether or not he wants it or not you know is another thing but i think he deserves credit anyway because of what he did he he, po- he probably sees it as like he's done something what anyone else would probably have done in that sort of situation yeah. if they'd got there first as well and and had the know-how of what of what to do so fair fair play to him but let's get back into the good stuff that is obviously happening at the vitality dean court bright bournemouth whatever you want to call call it there at the ground um before the game obviously was abandoned your form is you were top of the form guide um yes what's 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 changed in the last few weeks under (sighs) andoni areola because he was reported to be on the verge of of getting the getting the chop wasn't he well, believe it or not, I even turned around and I said, I think he, I think we need to make the change because I felt that Gary O'Neill, firstly, I was disappointed that Gary was sacked um, because he kept us up. He's a very, very astute manager. 
you know, he's a good manager. He's got a tune out of a Wolves side who I thought were going to be really, really struggling um, this season. So he's got a tune out of them. Um, and at first, you know, he got the point against West Ham. You know, he got a point against Chelsea. All right, okay, fair enough. Building himself up. The games that shocked me, so there was three games. Brighton away, we was 1-0 up. Um, and stupid decision, you know, between Kirkes and Neto. I would probably blame it on the goalkeeper, the captain, you know, and completely got mixed up. I don't know what they were working on at training. Um, and then in the first, I think it was 16 seconds from the restart um, after half time, um, Brighton scored. Matoma, how you do that? Um, but that was from our own, you know, kickoff. So we kicked <laughs> off, and 16 seconds later, we conceded. Um, so there were some real concerns there. The Arsenal game was not good. We got beat 4-0. Um, it was not a good performance. It, we really, really struggled. Really disappointing. The players just didn't really seem to be able to play the style that Andoni Iriola was wanting out of them. And then we come to the Everton game, which has got to be probably one of the worst performances that I've ever seen from Bournemouth in the Premier League. Um, I think, you know, it's got to be up there because Everton were crap on the day. Mm. Um, it's got to be up there with the 9-0 thrashing at Liverpool. So, um yeah, we haven't got a very good track record in Liverpool in general, but um, <laughs> but yeah, at least we were both rubbish against Everton this season. <laughs> well, exactly. It was it was terrible. It was terrible. And at that point, I thought Andoni Iriola's style is not working. You know, we're pressing too high. We're not. And then what he's done is he's gone a little bit more direct. He's changed the personnel. So instead of playing that high line consistently, you know, it seems to be a bit like Eddie Howe used to. Um, and we picked up a win against Burnley. The Newcastle game, yes, they were depleted with, you know, loads of injuries. was a fantastic result. Sheffield United, I know Sheffield United away, you'd expect us to get three points there, but I think that was the one where it was like, right, Andoni's cracked this. Um, and then shown showed in the Man United game. So he's really turned it around. He's changed the style slightly. Um, he's also, and one thing that, you know, a lot of people don't realise, for that early period, he didn't have his assistant. So when you come to coaching players, you know, if he's doing coaching here there and everywhere and hasn't got somebody dedicated it's like having eddie howe without jason tyndall it wouldn't yeah. work and jason tyndall of course was in charge of us without eddie howe at the club again didn't work well jason tyndall's a coach he's not really a manager um and i feel in this situation it was exactly the same there was too much for andoni Iriola wanted to change the style from gary o'neill style He's managed to do that now to an extent. He hasn't gone, you know, the full pressing style that, you know, he wanted to and tried to implement at first. Um, but 
now he has got his assistant there, it seems like that transition is a lot better. Whereas at first, I don't feel that players really, they bought into him. They bought into him. It was a happy camp. There's no doubt about that. You know, he's a very, very nice guy. And, you know, I think he gets the respect out of the players. I just don't think that they really... I don't think that they had the people around them to actually be able to, you know, assist them with that change. Mm. You know, if he had gone back, you know, and playing devil's advocate, if he'd gone back to playing how Gary O'Neill was for that first, you know, up until that Everton game, I think we would have probably got a lot more points. Yeah. But that's not what he wanted to do here. And it's working. It's working. Fair play to him. He's really... He's turned the corner. I always wanted it to work for him, um, but I was just worried it wasn't going to. Yeah. For our listeners, Craig, who might have not been able to watch a Bournemouth game this season on on Sky or Match of the Day doesn't really tell you a lot, to be honest, in terms of uh, styles and build-up play and and etc. I mean, I've not been able to watch Bournemouth this season. Really, they've not. You've not been on telly too much to actually no. to take a game in. Weirdly enough, um, but how would you describe your your football style? Do you, does do Bournemouth like to play out the back? You, you mentioned their a pressing style. Uh, what what kind of thing do Will Forest expect from you on Saturday in terms of of how you approach games? We will still do the high press, so that has remained. Um, however, we will play out from the back um what we was also doing during the early days of andoni Ariola was passing a lot in the middle there's a lot less of that now it's quick zippier passing semenyo and marcus tavernier have been fantastic in getting the ball forwards um alex scott before he got injured you know was excellent and you know he really you know it really coincided with him coming into the side um, the upturning form. So um, what you expect is a team that can attack very, very quickly. Do put the pressure on the defence from the front. Um, but, you know, a lot less impetus on the passing. Um, we're not very defensive anymore. Um, there is that. That was what was really, really nice about that Manchester United win is that the attacks just kept coming and coming and coming. And it didn't seem like where Gary O'Neill would have gone, right, okay, we're 1-0 up against Man United. Everybody back, you know, let's defend this. Mm. Um, As you probably saw when Forrest come to Dean Court last season, where went 1-0 up, oh, let's just sit back, defend. Um, what, What we are doing now is attacking consistently and just keep putting that pressure on. Mm. That's fair enough. Um, and then, and who who would you pinpoint as your like in, the person in the side that is having a real influence on the side at the moment, and and maybe going a bit under the radar? Would you say in in terms? Because like I think a lot of people will look at Bournemouth and go, "Oh, Semenya is doing well, Tavernier is doing well, Solanke like kind of." But who who's someone maybe that that isn't getting enough credit from your point of view? Do you know what? It's quite nice actually that you say Semenyo, you know, as the first name because he's a player that, you know, when he signed from Bristol City, there was a lot of doubts over him. It was like, right, yeah, he's a bit of a player that, you know, and even the Bristol City fans said it. 
you know, one day he'll have a fantastic game, he's unplayable, next game just goes missing. So he's been very, very consistent here. Um, Justin Clivert is really, really good. You know, I think our upturn in form has coincided with him playing a lot more games. I think he's probably playing the best football of his career, Adam. I think, you know, he's he's really, really good. Um, and, you know, he can switch it around in midfield. Um, you know, he plays, you know, in the middle on either of the wings. He's quite a flexible player. Um, one player who has really, really overperformed and to be honest, he's always had it in his locker, but he's been unlucky with injuries and really struggled to get going again sometimes is Lewis Cook mm. against Manchester United. That that first goal, you know, winning, you know, he, he had no divine right to actually win that ball. Great, great first touch. <laughs> oh, it was outstanding. It was outstanding. He just controlled it, took it away, crossed it in and, you know, what a fantastic goal. Um, so yeah, I think Lewis Cook and Justin Clybert have been excellent, but you know, every player really is playing their part now. Um, Zabarnier in defense at first, at the start of the season, he seemed a little bit naive, a little bit unsure, a bit like Kirkes as well, just didn't seem really sure, you know, of what they what their role was going to be. Um, you know, of course defending, keeping the ball out of the back of the net. But, you know, when moving the ball forwards, it seemed like, right, okay, I'm just going to pass, 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 pass. Didn't seem to have... Now it's a lot more impetus. They'll come forward with it. They'll take the ball, come forward with it, pass it out forwards rather than going sidewards. Um, And, yeah, every player has really improved. Um, Yeah. So... Although I call, I say those two, they're two in the midfield. Midfield is our strength. I would say, all over the pitch, we've been excellent in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, it must be uh, fun to watch as well. Like Zabarnia, Zubar- yeah. when you got him, I, I, I'm a big football manager player, and yeah. I signed him as a kid, and he's an FM wonder kid. So is Kirkesh, actually, weirdly enough. Yeah, um, yeah when you signed Zavani, I was like, oh, they've got, they've got one hell of a centre-half there, because he's played Champions League football before he was 20, do you know what I mean? And captain yeah. in Dynamo Kiev, I think, at the time, or whatever, and playing for Ukraine. So, do you know what I mean? He's already got a wealth of experience at such a young age. But um, I don't know if you know about Cliver, he's, he's now a pub quiz question, isn't he? Like scored in every all five major European leagues at yes. least once, so that's that's quite fun to have. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Um, what would you say your strengths and weaknesses have been this season? I know you mentioned, um, maybe a, a defending or. or going forward for a period of time but it seems like you've got no no strength, no no weaknesses now and more it's more all strengths but you must have something <laughs> i'll be honest you know going back to that everton game i would have been really struggling to actually pick out any strengths uh solanke if you can get the ball up to him <laughs> that would have been it really um <laughs> and it would have been yeah lots of weaknesses what's nice now is I'm struggling to think of many weaknesses. Defence has shored up. Um, maybe we can get hit on the break a little bit um, by teams, 
because when we are pressing high, you know, that's the same with all teams that mm. do that style. Um, you know, be it Aston Villa, Arsenal, you know, those sort of teams, you know, do catch get caught on the break. Man City, it seems to be the way that you can actually counteract them. Um, not that we've ever done it, but, you know, <laughs> by hitting them quickly, you know, then that's probably your best chance. Um, I would say strengths, though, is the midfield is solid. It's it's just it's just fantastic to watch. The trans- who's, who's playing in there for you at the moment? Because that last last couple of games I've looked, Lewis Cook seems to be like the prominent one, and then it's kind of a mix between like Billing, Billing, Cliver, and and Ryan Christie. It seems recently. Um, what what what's what's kind of like your midfield two or three? How how are you, how is that kind of lining up? So what we're doing at the moment is we're going with effectively a back four and then you've got five in the middle um, with Solanke up front on his own. Now, this does always change. Billing, um, what he was doing last season was just behind Solanke. A lot more players have gone into that role now. Mm. Um, So it normally seems to be you know, Tavernier on one side, Semenyo on the other. Again, they're quite interchangeable. They seem to be interchangeable. Then in the midfield, you do have the likes of Lewis Cook, um, Ryan Christie as well, um, Justin Cliver, Phil Bill. Um, so it's a mix of those players, but they're all really solid players. So mm. what you'll tend to find is it's going to be one of two things. Um, it's either going to be, you know, a midfield four in a pattern with a defensive midfielder or an attacking player. Um, if it's an attacking player, it's normally going to be Phil Bill or Justin Kyber. If it's going to be a defensive player, it's going to be Lewis Cook. But I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, those two in there as well with mm. another Ryan Christie. You mentioned him there, you know, is has been excellent. Very, very quick. Um, you know, very, very he's probably not the best player on the ball, but he gives a hundred percent his shooting's, you know, <laughs> abysmal sometimes. <laughs> but um, you know, the his work rate, what he does, he gets stuck in, he's a bit of a terrier in the center. Um, you know, I think yeah, he's again. He's another player, you know, who has been excellent for us. You know, we haven't had, you know, for the past five weeks, there's not one player you could say, "Mm, you know, don't wish we wasn't bringing him on. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's going well for you. Um, I just wanted your thoughts on on Forrest in the current situation, Craig. Today we've sacked Steve Cooper as we record this. Um, we'd won one in thirty, one in our previous thirteen <laughs> games. We've lost three games on the trot at home, which is, and and Bournemouth love coming to the city ground, as I will mention in the next statistic, which is in our last six meetings, yes. Bournemouth have won four out of out of those six, and two of them have come to the city ground, two at two at Dean Court, as you've called it. So you're a bit of a bogey side for us, but you must so you must be rubbing your hands together in, in anticipation, but also with a slight caution, I guess, because Nuno Espirito Santo potentially coming in, which it looks like 
looks like it's going to happen. There's a, there's a potential for new manager bounce, but there's also the potential for it to get real toxic at the city ground because he's coming to replace someone who's done so much for the football club in such a short period of time as well in Steve Cooper. Well, um, it's an interesting one, this, because before, you know, going into this game, you know, I thought, and, and I said on my preview as well, I think it's going to be a very, very difficult game because everybody is going to be behind Steve Cooper. They're going to be gunning for Bournemouth. They they want to, you know, he hasn't lost the dressing room. That was my saying. Is I don't think mm. he's lost the dressing room. Um, I think the performance against Spurs was good. I think it was good. Um, unlucky, you know, the goal was ruled out as mm. well. Um, you know, it was offside, but I hate VAR. I absolutely yeah. <laughs> hate VAR because you know it should be it should be used for clear and obvious. And I think you know the decision needs to sit with the referee, not you know Soho Square. Anyway, I digress. But um, you know, I think Forest have been a little bit below par. You know, recently, it's, I think it's fair to say that Fulham performance was um, shit. <laughs> it was it was terrible. Um, you know, I did have to watch it, you know, the highlights back and it was just six and sevens at the back. It so. was it was bad. It was real bad. Yeah. Um, the big question for me, though, is now that Cooper's been sacked. Now, there could be one or two things that goes here because a new manager bounce um, normally works when, you know, a team is, when a manager has lost dressing room, you know, when some a team fired up to get something under their belts. This is, I don't know, I, you know, don't take this the wrong way. I think this might even work against Forrest, mm. you know, in this match. And the reason being is because the amount of time that Nuno is going to have to work with the team, you know, he's got literally three days before the game now. Yeah. Um, it maybe not even that, you know, I would hope, you know, if I was a Forest fan, you know, that Nuno would be there tomorrow, ready to take the training session. Probably yeah. isn't going to be that as well. So he's got even less time. Um there is another funny statistic, though. I, uh, I'm sure I'd have to double check this one, but I don't believe we've beaten Nuno Espirito Santo. <laughs> so I don't believe we've beaten him. Um, but Steve Cooper, we've got a fantastic record against. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, so who knows? Um, but yeah, I think Forrest. I suppose, like, I suppose in like on one hand, like Forest fans don't know how we're going to line up or play, and neither do Bournemouth. So it's kind of just like, ah, we'll kind of just turn up and see what happens on Saturday, <laughs> which is going to be great for everyone, isn't it? I don't, I, I don't know, but what, yeah. what are your thoughts going into? So, I, I completely agree with your opinion in in terms of it, it can go. It's always going to go one or two ways. That's just life, obviously. But yeah, it's it's. I feel so sorry for for Nuno coming into this job because. From the the backlash I've seen on on Twitter, which is you, you have to take with a pinch of salt at most of the time. You've got fans saying they're never coming back uh, because of Steve Cooper FC, not Forest FC. 
um, that it's negative, it's a sideways step, it's not an upgrade. People were hoping for Lapetegui yeah. or Oliver Glasner, so that that's in 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 there. But what what are your thoughts for for the game? How how do you see it kind of panning out? If 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 Bournemouth turn up or if Bournemouth would turn up, I suppose you'd probably think you're going to win, which I probably agree with. <laughs> yeah, I, th- you know. I've got a little bit more confidence in me now because I think, you know, the, the players, uh, and it would probably have disturbed, you know, the setup ready for this match. Mm. I'm sure Cooper probably had something in mind. You never know. You might have known before the before the weekend, but, you know, he's professional. He's a professional. He's a professional guy. You know, he's a good manager. You know, he's a good person. Um, you know, he would still give an 110% if he knew even that he was going to be out the door. It's a little bit mm. like Steve Cook when he um, knew that he was leaving Bournemouth. Um, you know, how he threw himself at that, you know, pull that was fired in. Uh, I think it was Mitrovic fired it in with some power and he just threw his head in the way. And it just hit him square <laughs> on in the face. And then, of course, he went to Nightingale Forest. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. I don't actually know how it's going to pan out because we have got a better record against Steve Cooper. You know, we've got good record against Nottingham Forest. We haven't got good record against Nuno. But at the same time... You know, I personally think, you know, that this team's on a roll and we shouldn't mm. fear anybody. Um, but, you know, going back to the points of the other names, um, Lopetegui, you know, if you if you told asked a Wolves fan about Lopetegui or Nuno, they would say Nuno every day of the week. Mm. Um, I think some of it is probably how Lopetegui lost his marbles just before the season started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't help. No, no. But I think in Nuno Espirito Santo, you have got a good manager. Um, but at the same time, Steve Cooper, should he have been given a little bit more time? It's a, diff- it's a difficult one. You know, personally, I would have given a little bit more time. Um, but Maranakis is probably turning around and saying, look, I backed him. I backed him to the hilt, which he had. Yeah. You can't, you can't, um, can't knock either of them, really. I, I mean, I think if I mean you, you spoke right at the top of the show about Iroli. You was quite happy to make the change. If you'd won one game in thirteen, you would make the change. Oh, <laughs> Adam, there's a there's a bad video out there, and um, I'm not I'm not deleting it. I'm not deleting it because uh, you know I admit to my mistakes, but. My mistake was I turned around and I was like, well, where do we go from here? We've got US owners, Bill Foley. We've got a lot of players, you know, that used to play for Leeds. We've just signed Tyler Adams. We've got Sinistera. <laughs> um, Max Ahrens, you know, a player that supposedly this man was interested in. Um, Jesse Marsh is available, isn't he? And I, <laughs> I come out and I said, well, look, I don't want him permanently, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I'm I'm getting rinsed for that every now and again. So, but you'd rather, so be, you'd, rather <laughs> you'd rather be proven wrong than be proven right, and exactly, and, and, and the good of the club comes out of it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. That's just how it is. So, like, it's definitely. the same on on all podcasts, when, especially when you put an opinion out there. But, um, could you give us a what what your predicted 
11 would be. And then uh, give us a score prediction, Craig. Yeah, I think Neto will be in goal all day long. All day long. I think the back four is probably going to be Kirkes, um, Sinesi, Zabarnier, and Adam Smith on the right-hand side. Alex Scott is back. Now, is he going to start? This <laughs> This is where... You know, I'm going to be a little bit creative. I think Tavernia, um, possibly, hmm, it's an interesting one, this. An interesting one. Do we put some Semen- options, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do we put, yeah, let's go with Semenya on the left, Tavernia on the right, and then in midfield, I'm going to go with, even though Lewis Cook had a good game, I'm going to go with. Justin Cliver. I will go with Alex Scott because I think, you know, his link-up play is excellent. And I think just off them, Phil Bill with Solanke up top. But I wouldn't be surprised. Sinistera as well, like I mentioned, he's been good. He's been mm. good. He could easily, we could easily be dropping Semenyo and putting Semen- uh, Sinistera there. So it could be Sinistera on the left. Yeah, I think it probably will be. Sinistera is probably left midfielder is probably out and out rather than Semenyo. Uh, it, we've got so many options. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, you've not even mentioned. Uh, I, I, you, I'm going to butcher the, spe- uh, the saying of this. Is is it Watra? 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 How do you say it? Dong, Dongo Watara. It's, yeah. it's said with a W. It's a bloody yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my lord. Yeah, it's Dongo Dongo Watara. I liked it's... him. I liked the look of him last season. Scored against us, so and he looked, he looked like a lively player. It was like was um Zabarnier before yeah. uh, and I still don't know if that is correct. I think it is. I think it is. But I kept I'm sure it was Mark McAdam that put me right on this one. Um because I called him Zabarini. <laughs> and he's like, he's just turned Italian, has he? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you've got you've got a few options. Yeah, Watara. Yes. Okay. What's um? So, what's your score predictions going to be, Craig? I said one all, you know, on my preview. But of course, all the goalposts have changed. Like I say, bad record against Nuno, good record against Forrest, good record against Cooper. Um, and I think because of the managerial change, I don't think it's going to be a new manager bounce just yet. I think you probably will get it. Um, but I'm going to go with a 2-1 Bournemouth win now because of the changes that you know, have been made. That's fair enough. I, I in in true Forest's fashion, the new manager bounce will come against Newcastle and Man United. So yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what will happen. You've got um, nothing to worry about with Man United, honestly. You know, even though you know that Man United game, they really pissed me off um, because they were like. Man United are just terrible, you know. We should have beaten them. I mean, two 0 up, and we we sat back and and then let referees. Well, referees yeah. made poor decisions. It's 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 in the past. It's one of them. It's yeah. it's gone now. I, I you can't win the midfield against Man United. You've got a very very good chance of beating them. 
Well, we'll see. We'll soon find out. Um, Craig, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. If anyone wants to check out uh, your podcast, where can they do so? So the podcast is Up the Cherries in All Departments, UTCIAD. Um, so you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we're also one of the TalkSport fan network channels. So by all means, find us on there. So, yeah. Um, let us know what you think. We've had Harry Redknapp on several times. Oh, um, so yeah, ha- Harry's a regular now. Harry's a regular <laughs> now. You know, <laughs> you come um, over jam roly poly or what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Although saying that, I have. Uh, to be honest, I think that this is probably going to result in me buying Harry and Son a bottle of wine, bottle of vintage red is what the, the um, I think the part of the deal was that, you know, I would win a thousand pounds if I got it right. But I think it's going the way that they're going to get a vintage bottle of reds because I turned around and I said, Everton, no, I just don't rate them. I think they're going to go down. Uh, yeah, I think I, I wish I hadn't made that prediction with Harry. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Thank you very much, Craig. Um, no problem. I, I, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, hopefully, the new manager does start on Saturday because we bloody well need it and and <laughs> need to shut a few Forest fans up, if, if I'm all honest. But thank you very much. We'll see you in the next one. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.